we are in the middle of a literal culture war. It's not a little phase. This is not just disagreements. This is a war. Recordings here. Check, 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 check. Okay. That works. All right. Whenever you're ready, All right. take it away. What, what episode is this? 14? Where's Martin? I don't know. Holy smokes. 15? We go all the way to the 15th. This is our 15th episode. Yeah, 14. 14. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Rethink Tank podcast. This is Cody. I'm Isaac. <laughs> and we are jumping into episode. We clearly didn't rehearse this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at him. My yeah. name is Isaac Taylor. <laughs> Cody James. Who's Isaac? Oh, your middle name. Yeah. I was like, who's Isaac know. Taylor? It doesn't make sense. This is probably one of the worst openings yeah. we've done. Let's do it again. <laughs> do over. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Rethink Tank podcast. This mm-hmm. is episode 14. 14. 14. 14. And it is four. titled Five Ways. To win the culture war. So last week we talked about uh, the fact that truth is indeed a hill worth dying on. And I hope that you guys joined us for that. I mean, we we personally don't do this. Uh, we don't do filler episodes. We don't do um, content that is just for clicks. Um, obviously, we don't have a ton of followers at this point, And that's okay. Um, we we talk about things that we truly believe that matter. And so last week, really important episode that we are going to follow on this week. And we are actually going to get into some specifics um, on how to win the culture war. First off, if you don't think that we are in a culture war, I hate to tell you, you are probably asleep. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I'm sure everybody who's listening is like, okay, yeah, no duh. Um, I mean, a couple of years ago, I think that, I mean, we've been in this, to be honest, we've been in a culture war for a very long time, but, um, it's loud. It's in our face. It, it, face. it is, uh, more important now than ever to realize the, um, I mean, it's do or die. Yeah. I mean, we don't really care about physical wars when they're happening overseas that much. I mean, I, I shouldn't mm. say that we do, Yeah. but it for sure would be different if the bombs were coming in like dropping in our neighborhoods. It's a great analogy. Yeah. So I feel like it's the same thing where yeah. for the last several decades, uh, the culture war has been brewing. Oh yeah. And now I, dude, I would say 50, 60 years. When you look at the, the eras that, mm-hmm. you know, the love, uh, you know, the sixties and all the different things oh, that yeah. have, have really, the enemy knows exactly what he's doing. So yeah, it's re- it, to your point, it's very interesting to look back and to see 
the slow build to where we are now. Yeah, which where we are now, like you said, we are in the middle of a literal culture war. Yeah. It's not a little phase. Right. This is not just disagreements. This is a war. Yeah. And if you don't believe that we're in a war, let's just let's just take a quick survey <laughs> of the landscape. Right now, in schools, children are exposed to pornography. Yeah. Period. They can go in the library. They can get it. They yep. can read it. They can look at it. In fact, it's encouraged. Totally. Yeah. Right now, children are intentionally being targeted to be groomed. Mm-hmm. It's not on accident. We'll probably talk about that in a second where you see all these drag parades. For whatever reason, whenever they're made to be 21 and older, mm-hmm. oh, they're not as interested in doing them anymore. Right. Huh. Wonder why that is. Right. Children are being targeted. Babies are still being murdered, even though we've had some legislation come through over the last couple of years. Praise God, because that has stunted the murder sure. rate, at right. least. Yeah. But it's still out of control. Our cities are filled with crime and the elites don't care. Yep. Um, Men have been under attack for yep. decades in terms of undermining, you know, mm-hmm. toxic masculinity and all yep. that type of stuff, right? And now you see the same thing happening with women and the gender confusion. And anybody could be a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many different things. Yeah, you literally can't trust anything right. that the mainstream media says. And I don't say that hyperbolically. No, I no, mean, yeah, right. One hundred percent. Yeah. Of what the mainstream media writes can and probably must be assumed as a lie. Right. It's a falsehood. Yep. Every single thing that CNN publishes, I just assume that the opposite of what they say is true. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. It's that bad where all of mainstream media is like that. They're all in bed with the government elites yeah. and with people that really don't want everyday normal people like you and myself to have any sort of power to right. thrive or anything sure. like that. So we are in a culture war. We're in a war of freedom versus slavery. Mm. We're in a war of innocence versus debauchery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of good versus evil, literally, quite literally. That's that's the kind of war we're in right, right. now. So the choice is clear. Right. You either choose to be on the side of good, morality, freedom, innocence, or you can choose the side of debauchery, chaos, evil, and ultimately being slave to the elite and totally dependent on the elite. Yeah. And I I just want to break that down for a second. So the opposing force, the, um, the force that is trying to gain more and more momentum and change the course of our nation is that of the debauchery, the evil, the self, you know, making ourself God, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, this, I mean, it's, it's just that. It's evil, right? Um, the evil wokeism of the left. And <clears throat> that is what is trying to impose itself. And so far, we've, by and large, let them. Yep. Um, and so to, I just want to break it down really simply is that And it kind of, again, hinges on last week that there must be action. There must be a response because if you bury your head in the sand, you are choosing to be complicit 
with evil wokeism. Mm-hmm. You are on their team. You are responsible. Mm-hmm. Period. It does require us to fight. And yep. this is a word for the church. This is a word for anybody, really. But we want to get into what does that actually mean? Because does the Bible encourage us to be pacifists? No, I don't believe from a holistic perspective the Bible encourages us to be pacifists. But does the Bible encourage us to go get our guns and go march down to wherever and demand change right now? No, I'm not, even, I'm not saying that either, right? We need to understand not what the world says, what the world defines as fight. We want to take a look at this from what is what does the Lord say mm-hmm. and what is biblical values tell us to do and how we carry out this fight and resistance yeah. of evil. Well, and you bring up the whole grab your guns and march to the courthouse or the city hall or whatever. And and that might be viewed as an extreme idea, but I would also argue that that doesn't actually solve the problem. Like yeah. let's let's say that For was sure. even uh symptomatic. Okay. Right? Yeah. It still doesn't there. This is so deep rooted. And and our goal here is to talk about five ways to fight this, that it's actually going to win for good. Right. Like it wins for the long haul. Right. It's not something that we just go take it. And then Hmm. in two years, it's a tug of war. and We go back and forth on this because that's essentially what we open ourselves up to is now what's keeping the other side from two years, just doing the same kind of stuff. So this is something that, the soul of the nation mm-hmm. uh, needs to be repaired. Right. And then in, in the process of that happening, as that is happening, the reparation of the soul, it demands, like, I, I cannot help. Real quick, but did you say we need way. reparations? Uh, <laughs> did, I, did I hear that correctly? I felt like you were going to bring that up. It's <laughs> not what I said. And I don't know. I, I feel like that's the proper. I don't know. There. To be honest, I went and tried to use a lofty word. Uh, you did, and leave it to me <laughs> to probably use the lofty <laughs> word incorrectly. I have no idea. So you may have used if it. If I did, throw it in the comment section <laughs> yeah, on the right. socials. Let us know and give me a real def- <laughs> definition of what I was trying to say. But when the soul is repaired <laughs> or being repaired of the nation it requires us to act like we can't just sit there right. or else this, like we're, we're not experiencing any repair. Right. <laughs> reparations. No reparation is taking place. <laughs> so we're going to get a mixed uh, crew on I this know, one yeah. just by the, yep. going that out uh-huh. into the podcast, you know, someone, some of us have totally just checked out right there. Right. Boom. Oh, yep. They're talking about reparations. They're woke. <laughs> Cancel. Uh, no, we just don't know grammar very well. Okay. Yep. I'm just an everyday dude. <laughs> So I think that's important context. That's important yeah. to frame this. That as we talk about dying on a hill, right, right, right. we are fighting for something, right. but the goal of what we're talking about today is not to only fight. Like I don't want to be a martyr. I don't want to go down swinging. I want to win the fight. Come on. Yes. And there is a way to do that. I right. believe, I believe that America is not too far gone. Yep. We're close. Yeah, <laughs> We've waited till the right? very last second. Yes. Yes. Shame on us. We could have caught this 30 years ago. Right. And we should learn from that in the future. But I believe that there is still time to turn it around, yeah. to see the change take place, 
and to win the fight. Okay. So real quick before we get into because I want to get into the five points because yep. I know we, we got to cook through this. But I think it's really important to define this first. What does it mean to win the battle? What is it? What does winning the culture war actually look like? Yeah, I mean, um, to not overuse the spiritual term of revival, but that's what it is. It's people are changed and they're changed by Christ ultimately. Mm -hmm. Does this mean that every single person is going to be saved? No, but it's going to mean that a much larger portion of the country is going to be genuinely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just, I thought that's what you're, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm it could have gone there. Yeah. Uh, it's too late, too late right now. It's eight o'clock. <laughs> but yes, so, yes. Revival. Yes. And the, the country, yeah, yeah. uh, it's hearts changed. Right. Because clearly yeah. whatever indwells people's hearts are not motivating them to act. Right. Like we're just sitting by. And watching it happen. So, yeah, yeah it's just people are changed. And then that change demands action. And that action is so overwhelming mm-hmm. that it just completely squashes yeah. any opposing yep. view or idea or effort. Yeah. So, again, we're going to hop right into this. Um, but I, I think it's really important to just encourage the listener right now. Uh, so... I had a moment, uh, I don't know, two, a year ago, year and a half ago, just praying for the nation and um, really realized that my heart was geared towards viewing America as Sodom and Gomorrah. We've heard a lot about if you if you're in the you know Christian circle, you hear people talk about, oh, it's evening in Sodom. And yes, for sure. Right. Like it's I'm not saying that's incorrect. But what I'm saying is if we just view America as Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah got destroyed. Mm-hmm. They got wiped off the face mm-hmm. of the planet. Mm-hmm. There's another example the Holy Spirit just spoke, not just now, but spoke to me at, when I was praying, is he just kind of said very quietly, why, why couldn't it be Nineveh? Yeah. Why couldn't it be? And so my, my encouragement to the listener is that we have not been destroyed yet. And, and Nineveh, Nineveh, if you didn't know, was actually the capital of the Assyrian, uh, uh, of the Assyrians empire, empire, which was terribly evil and very much opposed Israel and God. And yet Jonah went there and spoke the word of the Lord. Didn't want to, didn't want to, right. But ended up going there and the, the king called for a fast and sackcloth and all the stuff and repented and ashes and the whole nine. So my point, my encouragement, and just in this moment is if that's what it is, which I agree, that's, that's what would win the culture war. Why couldn't, why couldn't we be Nineveh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a perfect segue because that's really where it starts is we will not win the culture war unless we have a spiritual revolution take place and not just a, a general spiritual revolution, but a Christ centered, God filled, Holy spirit driven spiritual revolution. Yep. So, yeah, that's step one is repent. Right. You listening, if you are walking in sin or if your family Hmm. uh, is being led in a way that is not following the Lord, repent. Right. Do that. Yeah. That has to come first. 
Mm-hmm. If it doesn't come first, that's really our problem is, right. is that we are all in some way susceptible to, um, I guess we're, we're just, we're hypocrites at that point. We're, we are steeped in hypocrisy mm-hmm. and hypocrisy it is not only something that God doesn't honor, but it's also, it makes you very weak and, and vulnerable to the enemy mm-hmm. because the enemy loves to, if, if you saw, my gosh, this week, what had, or this past week, what had happened to Matt Walsh getting hacked. Oh, geez. Uh, take tell, him tell, as an example. What, like, yeah. I mean, essentially he, he got hacked uh, and it seems like it was very politically motivated. So it wasn't just random, but he got hacked and, uh, and they hacked his phone, they hacked his Twitter, they hacked everything, essentially. Journalists were soliciting for his information. It, it was just oh, a, it was an effort that was designed to try to scare and silence. Right. And so whenever the, the hackers or whenever uh, the establishment, you, I mean, just look at what's happened to Donald Trump. And I'm not endorsing Donald Trump. Right. I, I don't really care uh, to talk about that on this episode. Right. But there's no question anybody objectively looking at Donald right. Trump's presidency, he was constantly under attack oh, yeah. and <laughs> his whole world has been exposed. Uh-huh. So if you have skeletons in the closet, it totally handicaps your ability right. to be honest, to have integrity and to stand for what's true and right. Mm-hmm. Because you know that the enemy and those that are waging this war against you, they're going to use anything they can to shut you up. Right. And you then have to ask yourself the question, are you willing to be embarrassed about your skeletons in the closet publicly? Or are you going to cower and and just submit to the will of the left? Right. And I would say on that, on that note, you know, the way that sets us up to not cower and the way that sets us up to not be embarrassed about those skeletons in the closet is if they're redeemed. Yeah. Right. So first and foremost, we have to get like to your point, we have to get right with God. Mm-hmm. And when we get right with God, those things are thrown into the depths of the sea. There is this as far as the east is from the west. Right. Yep. They are done away with mm-hmm. from the now from the world perspective. Of course, they're going to try to throw those in your face. But if yeah, you know, they can always pull up some 25 year old blackface incident. Totally, sure. <laughs> you see that going on all yeah, the time. Right. But exactly. If that has been. If you can have a genuinely clear conscience mm-hmm. and be right standing before God, then you're free. Yeah, you're literally amen, free bro. now. Right. So you're free to yes. engage. You're free to fight. Right. You don't got to worry about anybody right. doing anything that's going to silence you. Right. Yeah. And I would just say, too, if we wanted to look at Nineveh versus Sodom and Gomorrah, even in the situation, if the city is destroyed, who escaped in Sodom and Gomorrah? The righteous few. The righteous few. Right. So I'm not going to get into, you know, can, can you lose your salvation? You know, if you're living in sin or you're not saved, listen, I, I, it ain't my place to judge. I don't know how that all works 100%. And that's a totally a conversation for another time. But my point is, why even mess with it? Repent, get right before the Lord, live clean. And even if the city is destroyed, even if everybody else perishes, you will not. So that's step one, be holy before God. Step two, which I think comes from a a place of walking with God, is you realize that the initial and and most effective weapon against evil is the power of prayer. 
And, and we talked about mm-hmm. that on the last episode. Right. But just to restate it, and, and it's very clear in the scriptures. You go to, um, I think it's 1 Timothy 2, to the 1st or 2nd Timothy 2. I can't remember. I'm sorry. But look at both of them. I'm sure you'll get some good <laughs> stuff out of either one. Yeah, right. Uh, let's just call it 1 Timothy 2. Um, it's at the very beginning of the chapter. It says to pray for your leaders so that you can lead quiet and peaceable lives. Mm-hmm. Now, the culture war that we're in, and you've said this plenty of times, is that evil, what it produces is chaos. Right. And that's what we see in our world. We see a ton of fear. We see a ton of chaos. We see innocence being stripped. We see uh, crime-ridden cities. We see injustice all over the place. We are living in an absolute chaos. Yep. And what does the Bible say to do? It doesn't say to pick up arms and go wage a physical war. It doesn't say to um, get really smart and educated uh, so that you can (laughs) just debate these people and debate these ideas. It says to pray for your leaders so that you can then lead quiet and peaceable lives. That's what we all want. That's what we're after. I just want the government to leave me the heck alone and let me (sighs) live my life. Let me Stop raise my family. taxing me so much. I know, right? Jeez. Exactly. Don't get me started on that. All right. I'm going to read this scripture since I have it for you. Which it one is, is it? It is First Timothy. Okay. First Timothy 2, verse 1. First of all, then, I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good, and it pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself us as a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And it even in there it says to make prayers and supplications for everyone. Right. So right, right, right. yes, rulers and kings and leaders, absolutely. But everyone else too. Mm-hmm. And how true that is for our country because Damn, everyone's got a part a to play point. in yeah. it. Everybody has that's a part good. to play. I love that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for reading that. And uh, that's that's where it starts yep. is when we're repentant, when we're living holy and clean before God, mm-hmm. we soak our, our lives in prayer. Yep. Then... And that's the that inside. That produces the next thing. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. It. And I think it's important to just say real quick, you know, we it's when we look at what the Bible, I mean, the, 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 the redeeming work of Christ is always starts from the inside out, right? It, we get cleansed first and, and then it transcends to our actions and our works and faith without works is dead. So it's, but that's saying that faith comes first mm-hmm. <laughs> and the internal work comes first. And if we don't have the outward works, then we have to take a look at the inside. So that's the inside, right? And I think now point three is kind of getting more towards now if the inside is correct and healthy and right before the Lord, then it should produce some works Mm -hmm. on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. And there's even a biblical precedent for this, that when Peter says to be prepared and to make a defense Mm -hmm. for your faith, right, right, right. That takes some, some research that takes some work. Like, you're not going to be able to Knowledge. make a proper defense for your faith if you don't ever open the Bible. Right, for sure. So right. you've got to put in time. You've got to put in work. And I'm not saying that uh, the 
the culture war itself is not the gospel. Like it's, it's not, um, the main thing that we're fighting for. Like what we care about is the good news of Christ, Oh, I see. but yeah. what it produces and, and what the good news and what a Christ filled centered life makes us want to live for right. is for things of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that is what the culture war is. The culture war is a thing of righteousness. Absolutely. So yeah. just as we need to be prepared to make a defense for our faith, let's follow the same precedent and be prepared to make a defense for our worldview mm-hmm. and our side of the culture war because right. there are sides. Right. Like there's no unity in this. It's very divisive. Mm-hmm. It's complete opposites. So we have got to be prepared to make a defense for our side, which means we've got to know what our side wants and know what we're talking about from our vantage point. And we've got to know what the other side is fighting for and be able to combat that head on. Right. So, um, what's, what's the best way to do that? You so might real, real quick before you go yeah. into that. So just lay, so what is point number three? Point number three is know your stuff. Know your Let's stuff. just say that. I like it. Know your stuff. Yes. So it. yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. So know your stuff. That means don't, for sure, don't get your information just from CNN. Right. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already don't. <laughs> <laughs> but just in case yeah. you do, don't. Yeah. Don't read New York Times. Don't read Washington Post. Don't watch. If MSNBC. anything, understand what's being put out there so that you can see what's actually going on and what the 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 lies are that are being perpetuated but don't don't receive right that as truth <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah no that's a good point that's a good clarifying point is that you need to have some source of truth yeah but you also do want to yeah. at least know the bs that's right. being spewed from the other side right uh so it's it's as simple as finding sources and, and we've talked on about them on here before. Right. We could probably put a little social media post together that mm-hmm. has just a list of, hey, here's 10 sources of truth. Right. Uh, go utilize those. Right. But the the point being, it's know your constitution, know the Bill of Rights, know the history of the country, know the history of the world, know what uh, the left is against, mm. know what the left is fighting for know what true conservatism looks like, know what the establishment Republicans are fighting for, which is very different than true conservatism. Like mm. you got to know who's on your side and who's not. Right. Right. That's a big part of this. And I think it gets really muddy. Rhinos aren't good. No, they're not They're They are on the other side. Right. So, um, that's, that's crucial because we're not going to know. It's going to be like fighting and, and firing bullets off into the abyss and not being fixed on a target. Right. It's like if you're fighting a war, you don't just put a blindfold on and just shoot and hope you hit something. For sure. You get your sights set on the enemy. Yeah. And you fight. Right. So And I would say all of that hinges on knowing your stuff when it and we talked about it, but I just want to outline it and underline it. Is knowing your stuff when it comes to knowing his stuff, knowing the word of God, mm-hmm. knowing what is right, what is true, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. How, how can we assess the other things if we don't have a firm foundation on what God says is good and right? Mm-hmm. So it all, it all hinges on that. But 
to your point, I just wanted to make sure that that was underlined. That's like, yeah, that we need to know what God cares about thoroughly and not yep. just from a verse. We yep. need to know from, from the Bible perspective, yep. right? So that we can be able to um, assess and um, have these conversations, but then apply it to the culture and the aspect of like the Bible is not relevant. It's not irrelevant. The Bible is the mm-hmm. Bible. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I guess that aspect, it's always relevant, but it's not culture specific, but to be able to speak into culture, we need to know what that says. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's the third thing is know your stuff. You've, you've started with a spiritual component. That's a good foundation to build on. And, and that really is, is everything. Mm-hmm. But then once you've got that foundation, you don't just stop at the foundation. Like you keep building the home or the structure. Yeah, right, right, right. So yeah. keep putting those building blocks on, know your stuff. Fourth thing, um, I'm, I'm going to let you talk about it cause I think you've got probably quite a bit to say on it, but the fourth thing that we've got to do, which is um, more obvious now than probably ever before in our history, is to protect our mm. innocence. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, kind of right off the bat on that uh, protection. I mean, that's that that as men. Right. So we are first and foremost. I mean, well, I shouldn't say first and foremost, but one of our big things is is protecting, protecting those who can't protect themselves. So obviously this kind of, I'm sure people understand where this is going, but I mean, number one, it's protecting our children. That first starts with the unborn, right? We've talked a lot about that in, um, in, in showing up to that, that fight and whatever that looks like. And please do not let anyone tell you that you don't have, because you're a man, you don't have a right in, you know, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's like saying because I'm a murderer, I don't, or because I'm not a murderer. Sorry, let me just say that real quickly <laughs> again. Because I'm not a murderer, I don't have the right to decide what's murder. Right, hundred percent. And that's what I was gonna say. Morality is not gender specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just think about that. that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Morality is is <clears throat> never been and has never been gender specific. So that's done. Yep. Um, so, and then after that, it's our kids, right? It's our kids who are actually out of the womb. It's the children in our society who are, um, you know, I mean, just recently there was a mob of, and I mean, it was what it was. It was a mob of black kids in uh, Chicago who assaulted a uh, mixed racial, uh, mixed race couple, mm. um, white woman and a black man. And beat them up, stole their phones, stole their wallets, and some some saving uh, angel, <laughs> grace of an angel lady stepped in and stop, somehow stopped it, saved these people. She was black too. She stopped them. She she got got them out of the mob, took them to the hospital, like paid for, went and bought them shoes, like wow. literally. And she was interviewed, and it was like, "Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you." You know, this sweet lady, and um, but. <laughs> Very interesting enough, uh, uh, Chicago mayor's uh, replacement of, of oh. Lori Lightfoot steps in and literally says, um, you know, basically, I, I, go go listen to it, but basically we can't we can't criminalize and demonize children. They make bad mistakes every day. My mm-hmm. my son slides down the stairs and slides slides into home and he could hurt himself. But like we have to give grace in these and for these kids and making this, you know, uh, poor decisions and stuff, yeah, which I would just say, what an idiot. Oh, hundred percent. And freaking Chicago. I know you they have can't been get anything right under like drug, 
uh, drug lord, criminal gang, terrorism for the last decade. Yeah. And you've got a chance. You finally said, okay, enough with Lori Lightfoot. Right. And this is what you, this is what you do. So, and I'm not going to steal this cause this is, this is uh Flecka's Austin, Austin Flecka, I think is his name, but Flecka's talks on Instagram. Go listen. They're awesome. Conservative, um, guys, they were talking about this. They're like, you know, you hear all these, like even now today, these, uh, uh just African Americans saying, Oh, don't go to that town. That's a midnight. That's a, that's a, uh, whatever the, t- the term is. That's a, that's a, what am I trying to say? Twi- not a twilight town, but like a sundown town. Oh, you can't go there. You're going to get jumped. You're going to, you know, if you're black, Chicago is that for white people mm-hmm. now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and realistically, is there really any other place? Like I know there's these things that happen that are truly racist for sure, but I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that. Point is we need to protect our kids. And uh, you know, we, t- we talked a couple weeks ago on the episode, you know, don't trans or why, uh, why do you want to trans my kids so bad? I think mm-hmm. was the, the title of that. Um, that episode. Um, and I referenced a post that I had put out on my Facebook, my personal Facebook about, um, essentially it was saying like, the question is not why, uh, why can't you have, or why, why do, don't we want kids to be at trans, a, a drag show, uh, performance, but why do drags or drag shows want kids at their performances so bad? Yeah. Why do they want them as an audience? Right. Yeah. And I got a, well, I shouldn't say a lot. There were a few comments that were just like, what are you talking about? This is not happening. Um, you know, drag isn't even sexual, blah, blah, blah. Oh I mean, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. But it's only sexual. Oh, what are you I talking mean, about? It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> but that just speaks to the blindness, you know, whatever. So uh, this is this week. This is April 21st, 2023. Okay. Uh, Florida LGBTQ group cancels pride parade when it told it when told it must be adults only. Okay. So listen to this. This was put out by the pride of the treasure coast Inc. A message regarding this week's this weekend's pride fest dot 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 support and follow pride Alliance of the treasure coast. As all of you know, the political climate that we are currently in has us all very concerned for our community. After multiple meetings with city officials, it is with a heavy heart that Pride Alliance of the Treasure Coast has to announce that this weekend's Pride Fest will now be a 21 and older event. Oh, so sad. The city has decided that with the likelihood that the governor will sign the latest bill into effect this evening, that we will need to be on the side of caution and has required us to make this necessary change. We are obviously upset and disheartened that it has come to this. We also, and then this is the last sentence, we also regret to announce that we will have to cancel our plans to bring back our beloved parade. Good. <laughs> so if it was really about pride, if you guys were really so proud yeah. of your lifestyle and all the things that you guys do and how great it is, I'm sorry, but it wouldn't be because kids, you, mm-hmm. you would you would be having that parade. Mm-hmm. The fact that that your agenda got snuffed out and rejected yep. and you can't do what you want to do which is brainwash our kids now you're running with your tw- your tail between your legs mm-hmm. yeah right so this is just a perfect example of how we protect and how we fight how we stand up and and in this case you know and unfortunately you know here in Franklin Tennessee we have not seen 
this, uh, it's actually really sad. I mean, that, that we weren't able to do the same thing that happened in Florida, but people still stood up. They still, you know, you know, showed up and said, no, this is not right. And that's what we need to do. And, and I, and I would say, you know, um, perhaps if we had more people there, you know, at those town hall meetings, like maybe we, maybe we as in Franklin, Tennessee would have had a different outcome. Yeah, I think maybe more people, but I think it also comes down to what I would really segue into this last point of the fifth way to win this culture war. And it's going to sound intense. It's going to sound maybe even, again, hyperbolic, but it's not. I'm telling you, it's 0% hyperbolic. We must not only protect the innocent, but in our fight, we must be on the offensive not on the defensive. Yeah. And what that looks like, the way that you know that you're on the offensive is you have taken such a stand and you have taken such action that you have demoralized the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We've got to do nothing else, nothing short of completely and utterly demoralize the opposing viewpoint and the mm-hmm. opposing agenda. So, that would look like the pride parade getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Like they are now not doing the event yeah, yeah because yeah. they didn't get what they wanted. Right. Uh, in Franklin's case, those board members, those council members and that mayor vote them out. Right. For sure. 100%. Show them yeah. that if you do this, you don't get away with this. Right, right. You don't just get to keep making those bad decisions. Yeah. You're out. And, and they've got to do that. Like they absolutely have to do that. If they don't, then the it's all bark, no bite. hundred percent. Another thing that's recently just happened and it's been all over the news. Uh, the fallout too has kind of been in the news. And then most recently the fault that I've heard from the whole Bud Light scandal Oh Lord, yeah. where Bud Light gets this dude that wants to pretend that he's a girl and groom children and live his life of girlhood, as he likes to call it. It's disgusting. Dylan Mulvaney uh, was, I, I guess, sponsored by, endorsed by Bud Light, had his face on a can right, of Bud yeah. Light, and Bud Light saw their stock just totally tank. Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing. Like, how freaking tone deaf, like, how stupid are you? Right. The the VP of marketing over there at Bud Light, how dumb, dumb are you dumb. to not know that your target audience <laughs> finds that foul? Totally. So, so whenever stupid. you stick his face on a can, right. pretending like he's a chick, they're like, uh, I can go get mediocre, crappy, cheap beer somewhere, somewhere else. else. Right. Totally. There's like 10 others of you. Did you see Yingling's uh, commercial? Uh-uh. In response? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so patriotic it was like the complete opposite they came out with this like campaign it was like and their stock is just i mean it was brilliant yeah 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 it was so, it was so totally good. like squashing them it was that. just like this yeah i saw a picture of like yingling up and it was like in the sunlight it was just american flag behind it and just completely like yeah it's not rocket science no. like they know their target market right. and it ain't Tranny lovers. Well, they're well, they're they're taking advantage of the market that's looking for a new beer. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the, well, the can most I just, can I just pause real quick uh-huh. and and I want I want because I want to ask a question. So not to stop your train of thought, but the so demoralize right like 
I think this whole thing that we're talking about, even the word fight, that can just come across so it's just, it's gotta be from the right place. And I think we've done a really good job building up to that. So can you explain and double down a little bit on what does demoralize not mean? Because I've, as, and I've, obviously I agree with you hundred percent. The goal is not to demoralize. The goal is not to say, and I think a definition of demoralize is needed because what I'm hearing, I think my pastor's heart is, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing people hear that and be like, yeah, I need to go like shout people down, make them feel less than, mm-hmm. um, and you know, cuss them out essentially, you know what I'm saying? To where they just, uh, basically fight fire with fire. Mm -hmm. And that is not what we're saying. No. Yeah. So, uh, let me, let me just say it like this. The, um, and again, this is my opinion, but, uh, the left is fueled really by our reaction. Mm. So, the left does not mm-hmm, pick up mm-hmm. steam and momentum if we just completely and totally ignore what they're saying. Right. Or trying to do. Or if it has no effect on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That is like that. the demor- demor- demoralization right. that I'm well, talking Well, that about. will lead to demoralization. So, to and I'm agreeing with you. It's like when you don't play their game, when you resist, when you, you know, double down on truth and you do these things that are like, no, I'm not going to be, you're not going to cancel me. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That in turn demoralizes the opposition because it doesn't allow them to get what they want. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just, but it's not just saying, no, you're not going to do this to me because that's kind of defensive. Sure. The offensive is don't buy Bud Light. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So right. tank yes. their stock, right. <laughs> hurt them in their pockets, yeah, and and let them know, or don't uh, don't let that mayor get back in office, right? Like that's that's another example. So it it is not letting them get the response that they are seeking. They they want you to be afraid. They want you to mm-hmm. apologize. They want you to grovel. They want you to go woke, right? And that it's, it's not only not that it's the opposite of that, but it's also coming back on the offensive of saying, no, not only am I not going to go along and celebrate Dylan Mulvaney on the Bud Light can and buy more Bud Light. I'm going to completely stop buying Bud Light altogether. Right. I'm not going to just go on and let you decide to, allow this pride parade to happen in Franklin, even though they clearly violated the rules from last year, I'm going to vote you out hundred percent and put somebody else in. So we have to have some teeth to what we're doing. And that's because we are in a war, right? It's not passive, right? This is not just like soft, like pillow fight stuff that we've got to, there has to essentially be consequences for actions. Absolutely. And and that's what it boils down to. But, um, the, the, the most recent consequence in the Bud Light saga is that VP of marketing that did make that decision mm-hmm. has most recently been put on a quote unquote leave of absence. No. And she's been, I think it's a girl. I can't remember that VP of absence or that VP of marketing not only is on a leave of absence. I say quote unquote, because she also, they have Bud Light has backfilled that position with <laughs> a replacement. 
So are you kidding? I've never heard of a leave of absence having someone come back into your oh position and take gosh. it over. But uh, that's that's what's happened. So, so she's, uh, she's, that, she's left, and therefore she is seen as absent uh-huh, indefinitely uh-huh. in the Bud Light Anheuser Busch. Okay, I, I think I'm tracking. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So she's fired. Yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay, that's yeah. the way of saying. <laughs> We didn't want to fire someone for making a really bad decision right. about we don't, being woke. We don't want to own it. But we right. had to fire her because yeah. our stock tanked. Right. So Did you see the, I think it was the CEO, um, the CEO's response, who, by the way. Oh, oh it was bull crap. Yeah, I saw you know, it. It was garbage. You know, he used to work for the CIA. Really? Yes. Which is, I'm That's just throwing it out there. That's just interesting. Huh. Just saying. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was, that response was just like, we never intended for we we want to be inclusive and we believe in America being blah blah blah. Yeah. We never it was never an apology. No apology no, 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 no. was just you know. Yeah. So it's weird to me though. It's, it's insulting how stupid they think people. Oh are. well, and it's also like okay, so you don't want to take responsibility, you don't want to own it, and you and or you don't believe. So either you don't believe that you did anything wrong, and therefore mm-hmm. that's the reason of your statement, or you do believe, and you're too cowardly to just mm-hmm. say we messed up mm-hmm. but i believe the latter because you fired your vp of marketing yep so how cowardly is this company you know i mean it's oh, like when well, you yeah, look well, through you have what, to be cowardly to bend the knee to begin with well for to the sure, woke for mob sure. and put a, a dude I'm just, on your can acting I, like he's a girl i'm just saying it's my point is it's not that the fact they're not blind it's that they've to your oh. point they've bent their knee yeah exactly yeah. but i guarantee you this and this is why I believe we believe that these are the five things that you can do to win the war because you want the proof in the pudding of that guarantee you Bud Light is never going to put a tranny on their can ever again. <laughs> yeah. The war got won. Yeah. So whether less trannies and just regular cannies from here. on out. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> so if you want to win the culture war that we're in, which we're in one, you do these five things. Yeah. It starts inside, starts with the spirit. Right. But from there, it demands action. And ultimately, if we not only stand firm, but we fight the right fight and overcome what the opposition is trying to do to us, that's how we win the culture war, is, is we stand firm, we vote we uh, petition, we assembly, yes, yes. we protest, not loot, not riot, protest. Right. That's the type of stuff that wins these wars and, and boycott. Yeah. Vote with your dollars. Right. Pull a Bud Light. It, yeah. it works. Right. It no stinking joke. works. Yeah. But that's what it takes. It's going to take action. It's going to take doing stuff that we've never done. That's the thing is we've got to do things when we've found ourselves in a position, when the battle is in our backyard, we've got to do things that we've never done to address right circumstances that we've never seen before. Right. But if we do those things, we can win and we will win this culture war.